This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Saturday, January 26, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. The so-called compromise measure offered by the White House to end the government shutdown was, in fact, not a compromise at all. That from Cato Institute immigration policy analyst David Beer. The plan the White House put on the table would have, in essence, shrunk the number of young people eligible for delayed action on deportation. We spoke yesterday. Two measures that were aimed at ending the government shutdown was called a compromise by uh, Mitch McConnell and the president. Both were voted down. Uh, What was in them in terms of uh, immigration? Well, the Trump plan or Senator McConnell plan had several immigration provisions. Obviously, top on the president's list was $5.7 billion for uh, border wall or border fencing. Uh, That would cover about 234 miles of the border. You're talking about a cost of about $24 million per mile of the border um, covered in border fencing. And the second thing that it has in there is provisions that would provide uh, legal status for some dreamers who were brought to the United States as children. This status would essentially replace the existing DACA program. That uh, portion of the bill was sort of pitched to Democrats as we're going to be extending the DACA program in exchange for uh, border wall money. Uh, But the reality is that the bill makes numerous changes to uh, that program in an effort to make it uh, much smaller than the existing DACA program, to exclude many immigrants uh, in various situations that, you know, for example, it has a minimum income threshold to apply for the program. So you'd have to prove that Uh, you make more than 125% of the poverty line. The only exception is for people who are students. Um, Everyone else uh, obviously would uh, have to make above that threshold. That's not part of the current DACA program. And there are numerous other restrictions. There's a fine that they're imposing on on the DREAMers of $500. Uh, Most people think it's sort of strange to impose a fine or penalty on people who uh, didn't knowingly break the law. They were brought here at a young age by their parents. So, you know, that cost, uh, added cost, is going to make it more difficult for uh, DREAMers to even get into the program, um, essentially doubling the cost of their application to be more than $1,000 to get into the program. So for Democrats, that sort of pitch of we're extending DACA, but actually we're restricting the number of eligible applicants made it totally unacceptable for them. So no Democrats or only one Democrat voted for uh, the Trump plan. The alternative put forward by Democrats was essentially just a straight extension of what current government funding levels are. And that uh, bill also failed, though it received uh, um, at least it received a majority of the Senate with 52 votes. All right. So if I understand broadly, this was a non-starter largely for Democrats because it afforded uh, the, the program uh, proposed by the president 
was essentially uh, providing less protection for young people. Right. So you're talking about a significant restriction in in the number of eligible applicants for that program, uh, both due to the the minimum uh, income threshold requirements. So, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mother, uh, you're out of this program. Um, You're not going to be able to prove that you have an income, an annual income above 125% of the poverty line. The added uh, penalty and costs uh, also are going to uh, result in applicants not being able to afford the application fee. Uh, you'd need a thousand dollars cash lying around to give to the government on that. Um, and then there are numerous other restrictions. You know, dreamers who've already been ordered deported by the government uh, who didn't leave would be excluded. Dreamers who ever claim to be U.S. citizens, which is actually a pretty common phenomenon because many of these kids who are brought as children actually grew up thinking they were uh, U.S. citizens and and didn't realize until, you know, they became an adult and and claimed uh, to be otherwise or claimed to be a citizen that they were not. So it has all of these restrictions in there that are intended to reduce the eligible population and uh, even if even if it didn't, uh, it would still probably have been uh, unacceptable to almost all Democrats simply because of the fact that it was only providing them with a three-year status anyway. So you're talking about paying the president a ransom of $5.7 billion for his border wall uh, in exchange for just uh, three years of status. And if you play that out over the course of their entire lifetimes. You just keep having to pay this this $5.7 billion every time you want to get three years of status. You're talking about $190 billion to keep dreamers in the country and keep them from being uh, deported. So it's a massive ransom. And and that's just for 10% of the illegal immigrant population in the United States. So if you're going to multiply that number by 10 you're talking about nearly $2 trillion that you'd be paying in essentially bribes to the president uh, and to the government in order to not deport the people that you want to receive legalization uh, over the course of their lifetime. So really just a staggering um, sum of money and and not really a fair offer from uh, the Republicans in most Democrats' minds. So what should a compromise look like? Well, the compromise that uh, really has been put forward from day one of this administration has been a path to citizenship for the dreamer population. So everyone uh, who came into the country before the age of uh, you know 16 would be eligible for um, a green card, legal permanent residence, and then eventually they'd be able to apply for citizenship if they met those requirements. And uh, in exchange, uh, the president would get his full border wall. I mean, he would get $25 billion to uh, really build out uh, the current fencing that we have along the border, uh, replace it with whatever he wants. And that deal has kind of been on the table the whole time. And in fact, uh, almost all of the Uh, Democrats in the Senate voted for a bill that would have done exactly that. And uh, the president opposed it um, and said, essentially, his argument is, 
if we are going to give green cards to the dreamers who are already here, we have to cut legal immigration going forward. And so his argument is we have to cut legal immigration. We have to prevent people from reuniting with their families through that system, uh, get rid of this lottery program uh, that allows people to come in uh, winning a green card essentially through the lottery. And uh, that's not something that Democrats are ever going to agree to. You know, you're talking about 30 to 40 percent cut in legal immigration in exchange for legalization of 10 percent of the illegal immigrant population. That's not a good deal, and it's really not one that they're even willing to negotiate over. So um, that's his red line. Uh, he, He wants not just the border wall, but substantial cuts to legal immigration as well. So there's nothing on the table, not even proposed by Democrats, to increase the flow of legal immigrants into the United States? That is essentially the proposal that had been on the table under President Obama, comprehensive immigration reform, make it easier for people to immigrate legally. Fewer people will choose the illegal route. And, you know, under this president, Really, the reverse is the only thing uh, being suggested at this point, making it much more difficult to immigrate legally, as well as, you know, the border wall and and other measures to deport people uh, who are here illegally. So really nothing uh, at this point has any chance that would increase legal immigration going forward. Really, the only game in town that anyone thinks could potentially convince the president to sign off is the idea of this border wall for Dream Act uh, trade, and so far he's he's turned it down. Um, and uh, I think that's because most people who are on the restrictionist side, who want to see fewer immigrants in the United States, um, think it's a bad deal. the The border wall isn't good enough. Uh, for them, probably because they don't think it's going to work. Uh, you know, if it actually worked and kept out all the illegal immigrants, then it would, uh, from their perspective, uh, work to their favor. We'd have fewer immigrants overall. But uh, because of the fact that it's probably not going to work very well, um, they think, well, we got to do something about the legal immigration. That's the easiest thing uh, to get rid of. So that's sort of informing the president's opinion on this. It's strange that, uh, and I feel like this is something that ought to be repeated over and over, uh, the policies that the president prefers stand to dramatically increase illegal immigration and cause problems at the border, which would necessitate, at least in his mind, a wall. And there, there is no push to adopt a set of policies that would make a wall less necessary in his view. Right. You know, and it's interesting because we have actually seen over the last few years, Congress has expanded the guest worker program that's that's available for seasonal workers uh, that are typically lesser skilled. Uh, they don't have a college degree. Uh, they're working in construction and landscaping and agriculture. And th- those programs have... Uh, really dramatically expanded under the Obama administration, and they've continued to be uh, expanded under the Trump administration, largely thanks to, you know, the ingenuity of employers trying to figure out these regulations that they always place on 
um, any kind of legal guest worker programs, uh, as well as Congress has actually increased the cap on the number of workers who can enter. And that has had a really important impact on illegal immigration of Mexican nationals, but it really hasn't done anything to address the flow of Central Americans further south. And that's because the government requires any employer of guest workers to pay for their round-trip travel uh, to the United States. So it makes financial sense to focus all of your recruitment in Mexico and uh, not further south. You don't want to pay extra to bring someone from Central America to the United States. So because of that, all of the increase has gone to Mexicans, and that's reduced Mexican illegal immigration. But there's essentially nothing being done or, or available for uh, the Central American flow, which is now the majority of people who are being uh, apprehended at the border. So something needs to change to address the work visa shortage for people coming from Central America if we're going to get serious about uh, preventing illegal immigration uh, from those countries. David Beer is an immigration policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 